Hello and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for this show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and prioritize yourself, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured, and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. Do you need a retreat to reset your health and well-being? Is it time to detox or accelerate your well-being journey? Join me for a three-day, all-inclusive, one-to-one retreat in a beautiful beachside home on the stunning New South Wales coast. Immerse yourself in this empowering experience, rest, reset and renew. Head to livingfabulously.com forward slash personalized retreats. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello and welcome. Today, my special guest is Adita Lang. Welcome to you, Adita. Thank you for having me, Bev. It's so wonderful in this modern day and age. You're across the world into the States and I'm in Sydney, Australia. So it's just amazing how we can, you know, connect and have a conversation. It's pretty fascinating. (laughs) So Adita, tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. Well, I've been in the health and fitness industry for over 30 years. Um, I've trained fitness professionals all over the globe. And a lot of these fitness programs that you see on television, I'm the person behind the scenes that writes all the science and all the programming that goes along with that. And in addition to that, I do a lot of public speaking for corporations and different venues of conferences and things like that across the country. And I just kind of love what I do. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And so you are a published author and I'd love to know what made you write your book, Superpowers, A Busy Woman's Guide to Health and Happiness? Well, I, before I was married with kids, I would train clients and I would get these clients that would show up late. They had stains on their shirt whatever it was. And I couldn't really understand why. So I get married. I have two kids. And after I had my two kids, I was like, Oh my gosh, now I totally understand it. Like now I felt bad for when I was giving them grief. I was like, Oh, this is crazy. And so for as much as I tried like maneuvering everything and kind of giving everybody an order, I started recognizing that I was leaving myself out. And so with that, I just, I got to the point where I call it the hamster wheel of life, where you feel like you can't get off that hamster wheel and you're like, this isn't right. Life should not be this way. And I should not feel this way. So I finally jumped off and took a look and said, okay, I have the skills and the expertise. I got to fix this somehow because I'm not feeling my best. And it, and I, and I recognized that if I wasn't feeling my best, I couldn't really motivate and inspire my kids at all. So I took a step back. And I started putting everything into place and creating my own system so that life could be simple. And, and with that, I also recognized that, you know, when you got these books at the library and the bookstore, they got really complicated and they were too much. And I didn't have the time to dedicate to reading that book. So I wanted to write, you know, I call it like an instruction manual. I wanted to write something that was a really easy read, that everything were super simple tips of how you could fly with the health and the nutrition and the exercise and the happiness and all these different components to make yourself healthy without feeling overwhelmed. Oh, such a good point because, you know, when I wrote my book, I was dealing with people with chronic illness and 
that's overwhelming enough. So you really don't want a self-help book that, as you say, you feel overwhelmed reading. Absolutely. um, Yeah. And so most of us have heard the word superpowers and we probably think of, of, you know, back man, back woman, whatever, you, you know, those kind of superheroes. But you talk about superpowers. So what do you mean by this? Well, basically, I teach that health is a combination of four things. It's your exercise and movement, your sleep and relaxation, your food and nutrition, and your happiness. And combined, that makes you a healthy individual. And so when we are healthy, we have superpowers. We can do all sorts of things because we're more clear-headed. We have more energy. We have more spunk in our step. But when we don't have those things balanced, that's when we have the foggy headedness. We're exhausted. We need, we survive on caffeine and we're doing things that are actually pulling us down. So I want to encourage women to like live your life with passion. And you've got to do that by really igniting your own superpowers. Mm, Yeah, that's so important. So if those are the four superpowers, then how does not using them leave you in that state of depletion, I guess, sort of drained, maxed out and overwhelmed? Well, let's just take food, for example. Food to me is kind of like the easy one. So there's things like caffeine and sugars, and it's not just sugar, it's sugar, flour, dairy, and alcohol. All of those things, our body interprets them as a sugar and treats them exactly like they would treat the cookie. Okay. So in our body, in our body's mind, there's no difference between the cookie and the pasta. It's all treated the exact same way. So sugars and caffeine give us a false sense of energy. So we get this high and then all of a sudden we start to fall from the low. And then all of a sudden someone says, Hey, would you like a biscuit? And it just is like, you're not hungry, but you're like, yeah, you know what? I think I do want one of those. And you want one because you need another pick me up. Or someone will say, hey, let's have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. And you're like, yeah, you know what I do? I want one of those. And you want it again because we need another pick-me-up. And it's a real, it's a completely unconscious thing that we do. And we keep doing this thing of trying to gain energy throughout our day. And at some point, we have this thing inside of us called our adrenal glands. And our adrenal glands, to keep it real simple, they're our energy receptors. They're the things that give us energy throughout the day. But if we continuously give ourselves false senses of energy, our adrenal glands become fatigued. Because what happens is if when you have that cup of coffee, your adrenal glands kick in and they go, whoa, that's too much energy too quick. So let me try to slow it down. Let me try to just slow it down a little bit. And if our adrenal glands continuously do that throughout the day, it gets to the point where our adrenal glands are like, you know what? I'm tapped out. I can't do this anymore. And that two or three o'clock hour comes in and we're like, wow, I really need a nap. I can't keep my eyes open. And it's because our adrenal glands have basically said, you know what? I'm, I give up. I can't, I can't help this person. So when you look at things like that, you start seeing how we are kind of, I don't want to say self-sabotaging, but in a weird way, we are self-sabotaging our innate powers because ideally we actually are born with energy to last us throughout the day without needing these exterior things. But, you know, I call it the hamster wheel of life. We get into the hamster wheel. We do things over and over again. And so if we are so in our head, if we are so placed that we need the caffeine, we want the biscuit, we want the cracker, and we do this repetitively, it becomes a habit. And we really don't know how to stop the habit. And so my goal is to teach people really simple tools 
to really stop those habits and actually put on new habits that make us feel empowered and more energized. Yeah, awesome. Because it's right. A lot of this is unconscious, like you're saying, where you just, and also because um, you might even just like the taste of coffee, you know, yeah. so it could be as simple as that. And, and then it becomes the habit. And then it's not so unconscious that you're constantly reaching for, for that coffee. So I guess yep. the antidote is you talk about balancing your superpowers. So mm-hmm. can you explain why that's important and some simple steps to get us started? Well, think of it this way. If you saw somebody working out in the gym and they had a beautiful physique and they were lean and they had just like the perfect sculpted body, but they didn't sleep and they were cranky, they're not truly healthy individuals. Because if you think about it, if you're not sleeping and you're cranky, you're probably a high stressed individual. And when you're high stressed, your stomach actually knots up, knots up and you're not digesting and metabolizing your foods the way you should. So the, all these four components, they work synergistically together. And so if one of them is off, it's going to mess us up in one way or another. I've had clients that have come to me that eat perfectly well. They have great exercise routines, but they can't lose weight. And then when I delve in deeper, it's they're not sleeping. But sleep is actually part of your physical and mental recovery. So it's a, it's a pivotal point of our health. So it's, again, combining these four things. So, you know, when it comes to the exercise and movement, I thought the American College of Sports Medicine came out a while ago and said, listen, we only need 150 to 300 minutes of activity per week. And they defined activity as something that increases your heart rate and makes you break out into a sweat and that it didn't need to be consecutive. And that to me was everything. Because when I started out in the industry 30 years ago, I would tell people, listen, you need to work out three to four times a week for 60 minutes. And when they came to me and they said, oh, you know what, I only got 28 minutes in, I'd be like, what did you do? I need you to get the 60 minutes in. And unfortunately, because of people like me, people stopped working out because they're like, I can't go to the gym, I don't have 60 minutes, I'm not gonna go. Because they just think that like that 60 minutes is the magic number. But now I'm telling people, no, 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 hold on. Brush your teeth and do some squats and lunges. A couple of minutes right there. Then later on, maybe during lunchtime, take a walk. Park further to your, so that you have to walk further for your car. Use the stairs. Get into vacuuming the house. You know, do the gardening. All these little things that increase your activity. And by the time the end of the week comes, you're like, hey, I got all my minutes in. Fantastic. So I'm now encouraging people to just move really just move. And so if you start moving like that, and now you also start watching those sugars, the sugar, flour, dairy, alcohol, right? And you start increasing your water and you make sure that you're really working on getting quality sleep. So quality sleep to make it again, really simple is when you wake up in the morning, you should wake up, maybe not ready to jump out of bed, but you should wake up going, okay, it's time for me to get out of bed. As opposed to oh my God, somebody get a crowbar and pull me out of bed and I need to hit the snooze button 10 times. That actually slows down our mental capacity for about four hours because we're not getting that that recovery rest that we need. So little things like that make a big difference. I tell people all the time, listen, you need to set up your bedroom for success. And that means that your room should be a little colder than normal. And every single LED light, those little tiny little lights should be covered with either a black tape or a cardboard because the tiniest of light can actually affect the quality of your sleep. 
So these little tiny details, if we start implementing them into our day-to-day, -day, all of a sudden we're gonna go, wow, I think I'm feeling better. I'm sleeping better. I'm digesting my food better. I have more energy. And that all makes a big difference. Yeah, so true. All it's it's not one thing, is it? It's a lot of little things. And actually, when you incorporate them into your day, it just flows better. <clears throat> I can yeah. think of, you know, if I think of young mums with young babies, pushing that baby in the pram is the best form of exercise because the baby's entertained and you get in your exercise. So it's it, those kind of things I think that you're referring to is inc oh, incidental exercise. And yes, it would be wonderful if you could fit in going to the gym, but it's not like you're saying, that's not the priority anymore. It's much more incidental movement. Oh, correct. I walked into my building the other day and I had all my groceries in my arms. And I was carrying them in and they were heavy. And a gentleman stopped and says, Hey, let me help you carry those. And I looked at him and said, no, please. This is part of my workout. Just, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good. Exactly. Yes. So you can see the, the uh, pleasure of being able to buy your groceries. Number one is that you've got money to buy groceries. And number two, it's your workout. So that's oh, all that's awesome. And we do live in a very busy demand filled world. So what's your view on the impact of stress on all of these four factors that you're talking about? Well, you, you know, and interestingly enough, what a lot of times people don't even realize is that actually exercise is a stress on our body as well. Um, but we have to be able to, that's why it's all, it's sleep and recovery um, is because we need to be able to really recover. And so when we can kind of recognize stress and we can create our own rituals for stress, it makes our life better. I have something called relaxation rituals. So I take a notebook a pretty little notebook and every page has one thing written on it. So it, mine would say, read a book, have a cup of tea, do some beading, maybe color in a coloring book. And so anytime I feel anxious or overwhelmed, or maybe I had a bad phone call with somebody, I will then take my book and open it into whatever time I have allotted to me. So it could be five minutes or it could be an hour. I will do whatever that page says. And that's kind of a way to have a mental reset because it's in a, in a strange way, it's, it's, there's a meditative factor because all of a sudden you're shifting your focus to all these things around you to one thing. And then when you're so engulfed in that one thing, and again, it can be for five minutes or it could be for an hour, you all of a sudden stop all the other chatter in your head and you create a mental reset. And so then when you go back to the situation, you actually look at it with fresh eyes and it doesn't seem so overwhelming and maybe you become a little bit more creative and you think of a better way of dealing with the situation. So those things are incredibly important because, you know, if we just stay in that rat race of feeling frustrated and agitated and everything else, again, stress has a huge thing to our body because our stomach, the muscles in our stomach will tend to tense up. And again, it's completely unconscious. And so when that happens, our intestines, they tense up. And then we are not actually absorbing the nutrition from our foods the way we should be. So, you know, as I said earlier, everything works synergistically. And so we want to make sure that we put into play and we're able to recognize the things that stress us out. I sit down with clients all the time. I do a lot of coaching. And when I coach a client, I'm like, I want you to write out all the last five incidences that, you know, made you upset that made you tense up, that got you frustrated, whatever it might be. And I want us to write out a game plan for next time when something similar happens. 
And so just the fact of writing out the game plan, the next time that happens, all of a sudden they're like, wait, wait a minute. This is what she was talking about. Let me, let me just take a moment let me do whatever that game plan is. And, and it, it works like a gem with people because we need to be able to, to like, we need to be able to let go. And, and we've become such a fast paced society that some people kind of feel like they can't let go. But when we do, we do things so much better in our day-to-day world. Oh, so true. So true. When you, it's, you know, it's like a lot of people recommend that Pomodoro technique because you're doing 25 minutes on and you're having that five minutes mental reset so when you come back to the task you're pretty on point you know so it's 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 a it's the same way like you say having a game plan is a good thing I do the similar thing with my clients where you know knowing that for example if you um you have a tendency to overeat in social situations is then have a plan you know Uh have the plan you know so you've got something to go go beforehand and um, I'd love to know, so we've got this amazing book out in the world. So what legacy are you wanting to create with your book, Superpowers, A Busy Woman's Guide to Health and Happiness? I, I, I want to really help women realize that health doesn't have to be that difficult. That's the first part, is that it really just some simple techniques can really implement a lot of health into your world. But at the same time, that, that we are priorities, Um, As women, we tend to do so much for so many people and we kind of forget about ourselves. And the reality is, is if we put ourselves first, which some people might say is selfish, but others may say, really, that's a healthy way of looking at it. If we place ourselves first, then it makes it so much easier for us to motivate and inspire others. And so if I can, when I work with my clients all the time, that's my first thing that I have to drill into them is like, this is about you. And we got to take care of you. And I understand you might have a, you know, a corporate position and three kids and a husband and all this stuff, but this is about you and we have to prioritize you because that then you have the ability of sharing your superpowers with everybody else around you. So true. Very wise. Thank you. Because you're speaking the same language I speak. So that's really (laughs) (laughs) wonderful. Um, Good. And um, Adita, what are your tips for living fabulously? Well, I think it's really important to laugh every day. Um, I love statistics. So there was a statistic that came out that said that children laugh 400 times a day, but adults only 15. And many times when I'm in large groups, and one of the biggest questions I ask is, when was the last time you laughed so hard that you cried and you couldn't stop laughing? And most people will look at me like, huh? And it's like, no, 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 that is like such an endorphin rush. And those endorphins, they keep us younger. They give us more energy. They boost our immune system. So to be able to laugh with our people every once in a while is really a good thing. So one thing that I try to do is most of the time it's once a day and sometimes it's every other day, but most of the time it is once a day. I meet with somebody, a friend, even if it's for a 10 minute tea, just so that we can just kind of talk about silly things and laugh and then move on with my day. It's that place to reset. I think that's very, very important. The other is, of course, about thinking of ourselves and doing something for yourself every single day. And for some people, I would say, get your smartphone out and schedule it. Schedule whatever that is, that thing is that you're going to do for yourself that you really, really want to do without letting anybody else's problems or issues or concerns get in your way, where you set it up in your system as an appointment. 
So I've been known to tell people, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that at that time. I have a meeting. I have a meeting with a client. And that meeting with a client is me sitting down for 30 minutes to read a book. That's my meeting with a client. But I do that intentionally because if not, I would get so caught up in meeting with clients that then I'd forget about me. So I want to make sure that me is prioritized. And then that the last thing is you got to drink a lot of water and you got to eat foods that are going to actually enrich you. Most people look at food as socialization, comfort, or the thing you do when you break up with a mate. And food is not that. Food is fuel. And as I've said in many of my talks, if I gave you Maserati and you gave it regular cheap gasoline, the Maserati wouldn't drive well within a week. And so we are a finely tuned engine. And the better the fuel we put into our body, the better we're going to perform. And that is going to give you the energy to do everything else you want to do in life. Yeah. Wonderful tips there. Because I think what's important is none of those are going to cost you a heap of money. This is another objection people often give is to be healthy costs money. Well, actually, two out of those three didn't require any money. It required a decision to prioritize Mm -hmm. yourself. And I think that's what's gold with this is, you know, making sure that you are prioritizing yourself in the equation. Because I think for anyone, you know, whether they are a woman in business or whether, you know, they're a homemaker, if you cannot put yourself first, you find you'll get to that point in life where resentment sets in. And I think that's sad if you got to your midlife or your later years and you were resentful about the fact that you hadn't done all the things that you'd hoped for, you know. So to me, that's important, you know, putting yourself in that equation is so important. And I think the other thing is that women are natural nurturers and we love to be of service to others, but you cannot actually do that in a way that's fulfilling. and enriching to you if you're feeling if you're doing it from a place of depletion yep so I, I think everything you've said sort of ties into there so thanks for those great tips and you can find Adita Lang at her website it's aditalang.com and also on Facebook on Adita Lang Wellness and her book is on Amazon if um, I'll put that in the show notes so that you can uh, go and take a look at that book It sounds a really very practical guide to health and wellness. And I love that you, one of your aspects is happiness because that's what life's about after all. So thanks so much for being with me. I think some of my sort of takeouts from this is stop using busyness as an excuse for taking care of yourself. You know, for me, you've given some really simple practical examples of how you can take care of yourself, it's just making the decision, I think, is make the decision, get some tools, um, you know, pointers from people like Adita so that you can actually make those decisions, take the small steps. And I love that you mentioned having a book that you can, your go-to book, because when you are stressed out and maxed out and overwhelmed, you don't have the capacity to think, what do I need in this moment? So to take that book and to be able to say, okay, I just randomly open it. I'm going to spend, like you say, a lot of time. If it is five minutes, that's fine. Do that for five minutes. I mean, I can read a few chapters or pages in five to 30 minutes Mm -hmm. of my novel. 
you know, or I could even just take a cup of tea and sit outside in nature and feel charged up again. Five minutes, you know. So please listen to what people like Adita and myself are talking about because you are worth it. You are worth making that decision. So thank you so much for being with me today, Adita. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. This is great. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.